Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Katherine Spitznagel, your host for Rockstar Millennial Podcast. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, Miss Taylor Leontios. Welcome, Taylor. So glad to have you today. Thank you, Catherine. I'm so glad to be here. Great. So tell us, you have such an interesting story. Tell us about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, uh, I am a physical therapist. I've been practicing um, as, a, as a PT for nine years now. Um, and in the past year, I started my own business. So I own and operate line concierge physical therapy services. And what I do is I go into people's homes and provide them physical therapy, uh, specializing in adult neurological rehab, as well as offering uh, just in-home fitness enhancement uh, for those that don't need formal physical therapy. And so you've built this business. This is sort of a high, uh, side hustle because you've been going to school and you go to school almost as long as a physician um yeah so tell us about that too yeah so i um so for to be a physical therapist now you do need a doctoral degree so my official degree is doctor of physical therapy so i did four years of undergrad um i majored in biology for that and then went on to physical therapy school i'm a bradley university alumnus and uh so grand total it's seven years yeah um this side hustle yes so most of my career i've worked in the hospital setting uh, specifically the intensive rehab setting so with that i would see clients um they to be on that unit they were required to have three hours of therapy five out of the seven days of the week so a lot of therapy um, and I loved it because I would sometimes get to see people for two hours a day um, sometimes up to four to six weeks so I really got to know them but unfortunately and kind of where my business idea came up was that uh, insurances are in in hospitals too they're wanting those lengths of stay to be shorter and shorter right Um, and I don't feel people were necessarily getting everything that they really needed on top of the COVID pandemic of mm-hmm. uh, what we what I really have seen with that is a lot of family members instead of having their loved one go to a rehab facility after their hospitalization a great deal of them are taking them home which is wonderful you know the healing um, healing of being home is very beneficial but at the same time, it, it I don't feel that caregivers and family members were maybe quite as prepared. Right. And I don't think the patients themselves were um, getting the amount of therapy that they really needed. So that's yeah. where my business idea came in and to, to meet that middle 
um, especially with the neurological um, components. Uh, I feel like a lot of home health right now does a great, great job with orthopedic conditions and general disability, um, but there is more of a need for a neurological specialist. And when you talk about the neurological uh, side, which is your specialty, these uh, so many of your folks um, were learning to almost like babies, learning to speak again, learning to eat again, to dress mm-hmm. themselves again, to walk again. It's all of those things. So they had huge, huge hurdles. And so when you talk about working with someone hours a day, uh, yes. these yes. are fundamental skills. And it, yes, and that's where um, I really, really love working with clients that are at the very beginning of that process, very, very impaired and getting to be there from the very beginning. Um, sometimes the session is rolling in bed, but to be able to, it seems very low level, but to be able to do that can make a world of difference for how many people it takes to, for them to put pants on. Yes. Um, just being able to roll themselves makes that task a two from a two-person task to just a one-person assisting. And then them being able to sit up in bed and hold their balance, uh, it's, it's very low task, low-level task, but it can make a world of difference in the level of care that an individual needs. Um, and just building from that back to standing, walking, um, feeding yourself again yeah. uh, a lot of those very basic needs and unfortunately it's depending on the diagnosis sometimes people are not able to recover full function a big part of my job is also you know if, if they're not going to regain the strength in their legs to walk again so in my spinal cord injuries that's uh, because of their injury, that's not a possibility. Mm-hmm. It's teaching them how to be independent with what they do have. With what they and, do um, have. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching them how to uh, care for themselves in different ways um, and get, really regaining that quality of life. So it might look a little bit different than it did before. Yeah. You're such a gift to so many people. Uh, because you're giving them, yeah, uh, sometimes a different lease on life. How do we do this differently? And you're so positive uh, with people. That well, we're gonna- well, thank you. I do try to be. <laughs> the, the biggest thing is, is, is maintaining that hope and just yes. being able to show people that, you know, this this is different than what you planned your life to look like, but it doesn't have to be any less fulfilling or um or less joyous because it's looking a little bit different. It's different, yeah. Another thing that uh, we talked about, um, Taylor, that again, I hadn't given it much thought, as these folks are recovering, um, you know, what's in their plan might be to just be able to bathe themselves, go to the restroom, feed themselves, and then it's like, okay, yeah, good to go. Your life is good. And... Mm -hmm. And you get to know them and you say, okay, but they want to do um, gardening or they used to golf or cycle or, you know, walk or all of these other things. And their life isn't going to be fulfilling as fulfilling as it could be um, unless they get to be able to do those things again. Uh, So talk to us about that. There was kind of a gap, another reason for your business is sometimes there's a gap in care where the insurance will say 
yeah, they can uh, bathe, eat, uh, you know, walk and talk. That's all they really need. And mm-hmm. you say, yeah, but in order for their life to be fulfilling, they want to be able to garden again. And so I want to help them garden again. Uh, tell us about that gap. Okay. Yeah. So a lot, most of the time, um, insurances, they, they do cover physical therapy. It is a medical need, but they often will say, okay, once you're able to do those basic tasks, you no longer have a medical need. Thus, all your benefits stop, mm-hmm. which, uh, it's, like you said, it's unfortunate. Um, it, hobbies are so important to our mental health and just to, uh, just important to your soul. Yes. And uh, that's, that's a lot of times where that physical therapy care stops. So that's, um, with my business, I'm also off, able to offer the in-home fitness enhancement. And that isn't necessarily just working out. That could be, okay, you've gotten all your basic things done, but let's, let's bring you to that next level. Let's, let's return to gardening. Let's be sure you can um, be on your knees in, in the yes. ground and be able to stand back up safely. And um, now insurance might not necessarily cover that, but uh, because I have a separate component of my business that's considered non-medical, I can still provide that level of care and have you monitored by a medical professional, uh, which I, I just don't think you get the same thing as that when you go to, to an outpatient clinic and um, me coming to you in your space and seeing how you like to do things really helps us be a, a collaboration of care. It's not me as your clinician and you as the patient. It's us uh, building a partnership together. Yes. For sort of a better life is, is you know, I think your tagline should be. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> that's so, the hope. I, my, my biggest thing is I'm very passionate about helping people return to their passion. Yes. And I love that. So tell us how you got started in this. You were, you were quite an athlete. You were a high school and college athlete. And um, tell us about the genesis. Yes. So uh, in high school, I played three different sports, um, basketball being one of them. When I was 16, I went up for a layup, came down wrong and uh, injured my knee and did a lot of physical therapy to be able to return to sport after that and just kind of fell in love with the profession. Uh, Like you mentioned, Catherine, I did play volleyball all the way through college and I always thought I would go into the, the athletic side of yeah. physical therapy, be with those big sports teams. And uh, the great thing about my education was it w- I got to try physical therapy in a lot of different areas um, from as low level as to the inpatient, which I, which I do now, all the way to I had a rotation with professional athletes. And uh, I thought that that's where I would want to be, but really the neuro is what spoke to me and uh, brought me to where I am. I I didn't enjoy the athletes part as much as I thought I would. Um, I feel like I'm making a bigger difference and being more helpful in the setting I'm currently in. Yeah. And I think that was uh, a surprise to me, probably to a lot of people when you're a college athlete in, yes. And you go into physical therapy, that's where you think your calling is going to be. And Mm -hmm. when, when you have that, avenue for a professional athlete you think yeah that's probably me 
And so um, you have a true calling to say, you know what, that isn't me. Here's where I can make the biggest difference. And that's what we talk about a lot um, on this podcast. You know, what, where's your purpose? And where do, you, where do you see that you're making a difference? And you've said, yeah, sometimes those are very small, small steps, but they're huge mm-hmm. in someone else's life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do feel I landed where I was meant to be. So I'm happy to, I I love what I do. And I hope that shows uh, not Mm -hmm. only through this, but when when I work with my clients as well, that, um, it's, it's a joy for me to get to be a part of your life, even though it's not necessarily your favorite part. Your favorite part. Yeah. So tell us about one example. What is there one uh, client or one patient that sort of stands out in your mind and you say, yeah, that's, I really made a difference there. Oh gosh. Um, I, my favorite diagnosis to treat is spinal cord injury. Uh, I can think back to a time I had and I was just starting so my, my patient wasn't that much older or that much younger than me in just a horrific car accident. And um, just I was fortunate. I was fortunate that I, I got to work with him, I think, five weeks, um, two hours a day for five weeks. So that was um, we really got to know each other and build that relationship. And it was really neat um, years after he discharged um, I saw him out uh, in the community. We were both at uh-huh. the same restaurant, and it was so great to see him. Just a big concern for him was being able to go out with friends again. Okay, and mm-hmm. just getting to see him from afar, just smiling and enjoying time out with friends. No caregiver in sight. It was him taking care of himself. That um, that was a big moment for me. Yeah. And you were part of that. You were part of making that happen for him. I I always like to tell everyone I I'm I'm the coach, but I'm not the one making you better. It's, <laughs> it's you making you better. So I just got to help lead him in that direction. Yeah. But he did it for himself. Good on you. Good on you for being that leader and that coach. Yes. So tell us. Uh, you also are married, and you have three children. And for many years now, you've worked the hospital settings on the weekends um, in order to be more at home with your kids and also get your business started during the week. So you're you're 24 <laughs> seven. So tell us, how do you how do you blend all this, Taylor? Uh, yes. Well, I am. Um I've always liked to be busy, so I don't, I kind of don't know what life is like not being busy, so I think that helps that I just enjoy being running around, but uh, I have a wonderful partner in my husband, and we are fortunate that he does work from home, Mm -hmm. so it does allow us a little bit more flexibility, uh, but we do have to... Um, almost nightly sit down. Okay. What's tomorrow look like? What's right. the next few days look like? Uh, how are we going to game plan? Uh, who's getting where and when, and, uh, just making sure that, um, our family is, is taken care of, but that we're also able to do, um, the work things we're able to do as well. Um, I'm also very fortunate and part of my husband and I just moved back to the area in 2021. 
Um, and part of that reason was to be closer to my family. And um, living a half a mile from my parents certainly has its advantages. <laughs> and uh, they love they love seeing the kids. So I, I do have just a great support system. I wouldn't be able to do the schedule without them. Yeah. And one of the things that um, you and your husband uh, make time for, which I love, is having lunch together sometimes when you're both at home, the days that you're both there and uh, Mm -hmm. you just make that time to sit down at the kitchen table and have lunch together. Yes, yes. um, We're starting to go on more date nights. We're we're proud of ourselves for that. But for for many years, our our date was... You know, we take lunch at the same time and make sure that for that half an hour, um, just disconnected from everything else and being able to have um, more of that one-on-one time. And whichever one of my kiddos is home also usually got to join, but uh, just taking time, being unplugged and just focusing on, on each other in the middle of the day really just, I find, helps us feel more connected mm-hmm. and it's, it's it does things don't seem as hectic because right. that, that lunch period really just getting to reconnect during that time um, sets the tone for the afternoon. I think. Yeah, and and good on you that you set that time aside, but also at a time in the day when you still have some energy. Sometimes when you plan, <laughs> you plan to connect at nine o'clock at night after the kids are in after baths and bed and books and you know all those things you're just exhausted and you can't even have a conversation, you know? And so yeah, for sure. good, a good choice on timing too, I guess. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. So tell us Taylor, what's, um, what's next for you? Uh, so the biggest thing right now is I, I'm, this is still my side hustle. I very much yeah. wanted to become my full time job. And my biggest dream with it is to not to be so busy that I need to hire more therapists. Yes, um, I'd love to hire on a pediatric physical therapist, uh, someone that does specialize more in ortho as well. Um, eventually, being able to grow it to where we have uh, an OT and a speech therapist, and potentially expand into the Bloomington area. Um, just because I feel I feel there is a need, and we just you just meet people where they are and if they choose to do the recovery at home great um and i just want to be able to provide that that really high quality level of therapy um where they're at their most comfortable yeah and you know another um another thing we talked about is eventually uh being able to give up the hospital uh, work yeah. on the on the weekends if you can you know if this can evolve into something that's full time and um, even though you are able to participate so much during the week uh, with the kids and with your husband, um, Saturdays, not so much. And you said, yeah, yeah Saturday games and some of those things. Um, yeah. You do yeah. this. Yeah. We talk about this is, this is a season. This is it's a season. It's not a forever. Mm-hmm. It's a season. Because um, now I, it, it, it's, I, I love being in the hospital setting because I do think it keeps me sharp. Um, but at the same time, the, it, for that work-life balance, I, I, I do want to be able to be at all those Saturday t-ball games and basketball games again. Um, so, But I have faith in this business. I know it's going to be doing good things, and uh, we'll get there. You'll get there. Good on you. So what encouragement do you have for other millennials? 
Uh, I think uh, two things I would say. Uh, first of all is do things scared. Uh, if you would have asked me three years ago, A, would I ever be talking on a podcast? No. <laughs> but two, just really just... I, from the clinical side, I, I'm, I'm great. I feel really confident there. And I didn't really picture myself in a business setting, um, doing all parts of it. But um, if I didn't do it a little bit afraid, sometimes I would never do it. So just going, going for it, even if it's scary. And then just to be willing to do some unconventional things for a short time period if it, mm-hmm. if it does bring you closer to your goals. And knowing that um, continual um, disciplined work towards that goal is going to pay dividends even if it doesn't happen right away. Um, an example we talked about, Catherine, is mm-hmm. uh, like my husband and I, no one really wants to do an every single weekend type of work, you know, no. um, but because it, it's working for us now, we're, we're doing it um, so that we can achieve our dreams and um, we've, we've done hard things in the past. Yeah. We, we, my husband and I, we were over a hundred thousand dollars in, um, student debt, in debt when we yep. first got married yep. and that, uh, kind of seemed impossible, but for three years we took the overtime. We, we didn't go on the fancy vacations. We lived on one car, mm-hmm. you know, just things yeah. that, um, were a little bit unconventional, but because we did that, um, you know, we paid it all off when we're unable to do so many other things now that if we quit when it got hard and it took a while, um, we wouldn't be at where we're at today. So uh, just just keep pushing, mm-hmm. even if it even if it's hard. You yes, do the, it. The, what you sow today will just make it. Um, huge changes in your life later on. Right. And allow you to do some other things. And you said being debt free, except for your mortgage, you know, that's just huge for you guys. And that has allowed Mm -hmm. you to really um, pour into this business um, as well. But it's hard work. So, um, yeah, yeah, do the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And and just (laughs) do tough it out even, uh, you know, I, I, we still sometimes ride the roller coaster of, oh, I can't do it. Yes, I can. No, I can't. Just push through those hard times because yes. you can. You can. Good on you. Well, yeah. you're an inspiration, mm-hmm. Taylor, and just a godsend to so many people. So thanks for who you are and, and what you do every day. All right. Well, thank you for having me, Catherine. And it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And thanks to our listeners. Thanks for joining us. Don't miss a podcast. You can find us on rockstarmillennials.com. Apple Podcast and iTunes. And until next time, talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rock star millennial in your world, contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. Contact Us.